Hey everyone, good to be back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am here to coach your world today. First, I want to start off by thanking everyone as I do every week. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. We are hitting some amazing numbers and I am super excited about it. I'm like a little kid on Christmas, you know, always checking in on it to see what little surprises I have. And I am surprised to see these numbers the way they are. So thank you. Don't forget, share, 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 share the wealth. People are really enjoying it and being impacted by it. You can also visit me at www.imreneroberts.com. There you'll find a space to go ahead and book your appointments with me, just in case you didn't know, sidebar, excuse me, had to clear that throat, but I am a life coach, so if you need some coaching business taken care of or you want to hear more about these podcasts that I've been speaking about, check my website out and and go ahead and book something or even download that podcast right there. Very convenient for you. you. You can also, we're in a, well, I don't know. It depends on when you're listening to this, but as I'm recording, we are in a pandemic, guys. COVID-19. So during this time, social media is the bomb. It is the hottest commodity going on out there. So if you want to check me out, you can go on there also and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at I am Renee Roberts. I would love to get some of your comments and your feedback about this podcast. So let's get ready to get into this, this episode as usual. You know, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery healing and for progress for your life. So let's get this train rolling. Today, as you have already read, because obviously that's why you clicked on it. Today we're talking about when sorry is not enough. I don't know about you, but I, I, that word, those two words, I'm sorry, they're a little skeptical to me. And you tell me what you feel. You, you know, as you're, not that you can tell me right now, but you know, just think about this thing. I'm sorry. Two words so commonly commonly used, yet so greatly misunderstood. And I think today's episode, I, I want to use it. I want to dedicate it to educating us or coaching us on the what I'm sorry's do and what I'm sorry's don't. Uh, We can say I'm sorry and we can apologize and we can go through the whole forgiveness as we, you know, talked about in the last couple of episodes. But when we say I'm sorry, what is that really doing when we say I'm sorry or or when we receive it? So remember, I'm talking from both sides of the coin, not just when we say it, but when we receive the I'm sorry's, what does that really do for us? Now, sorry or I'm sorry as we know it is really when we are feeling some kind of regret or at least we're supposed to (laughs) sorrowful or if we're sad and, and it's used as a method of apologizing. Nine times out of 10, we have been trained to say I'm sorry, but are we really sorry? That's just food for thought. And it literally just came to my mind just then. I remember as a kid, you know, 
say, I'm sorry. You know, if you do something wrong, I step on your toe, I interrupt your talking, say, I'm sorry, you know, excuse me, I'm sorry. And those things are, we're we're trained in them, but do we really understand what we're saying and what the consequences of those words yield? We may not, but we're getting ready to get into it right now. So today I only have like three things I want to share with you dealing with when sorry is not enough. How many times have you encountered a situation, an offense, and you realize like just saying I'm sorry was not enough to satisfy you? Saying I'm sorry was good, but it just did not do what needed to be done in order to effectively shift or change the situation. If you've ever been there, I'm talking to you today. So I, I'm going to give you three things that I've thought about. I'm just going to kind of share them. They're not in any type of priority order, as I always tell you. Uh, but they're just three things that were really big on my heart when it comes to this particular topic. So the first thing, this is what I want you to hear about sorry. Sorry does not repair the damage. It only opens the door to healing. Many times we are under the misconception that because we said, I'm sorry, that everything is fixed now. Everything is okay and we can get back to our regularly scheduled programming. And that is so incorrect. That is not what sorry does. Sorry just, it apologizes and it it opens the door so that now we can do the work necessary for healing to manifest. Whether it's between me and the offender or whether it's just myself doing some self-work, it opens the door for this work. Work still has to be done post the apology. You can't apologize and not do work behind that. After you say, I'm sorry, what's next? After you say I'm sorry or after you receive I'm sorry, how do I mend what was damaged or what was broken, what was offended, what was ripped, what was torn? What do I do with the damage that has, uh, ha- that has been left as a result of what has happened? I want to use this analogy. My best friend said I should put this in here. So, you know, when best friend speaks, you heed. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm laughing because she's literally sitting right here next to me, you know, as I'm recording. And um, I can feel her energy when I said that. My God. Okay, so let me get it because this is why I had to do the analogy, too, because she's here. Because I could have not done it. And then she would have just heard later that it wasn't done. But she's right here. So I have to give this analogy. Okay, so listen to this analogy. I don't know if you've ever been into sports, um, but a lot of athletes, excuse me, I need to clear my throat. Come on, y'all. Jesus, these allergies. But a lot of athletes, when they are are, uh, doing a lot of running and, you know, shifting on the legs and using those muscles, those lower muscles, they tend to fall into what they call this ACL tear. I have known a couple of athletes personally that have torn their ACLs. Uh, Now, I'm not going to get all into the science of what ACL is. You can go ahead and Google that thing. But I do understand that uh, it is it's right down there in the area that connects the thigh bone to the shin bone. All right. And and also 
is connected right there. They connect at the knee. So this is an important tissue. This is a is an important ligament, uh, which is the L in AC. You can go figure out what AC is. Once again, do some research. But this is a ligament that many athletes tear. And what happens is when they tear it, it compromises any activity that requires them to run or walk or shift their weights in those particular ways that they're using that thigh bone and, and the knee and so forth. So... In sports, my kids have played football. I have four boys and a girl. My boys all played football, right? Thank God they've never ripped or torn their ACL, but I've seen this happen countless of times on the field. One of my nephews tore his ACL, and he was uh, a collegiate player. So uh, I'm understanding that this happens uh, just kind of randomly. You, there's no warning, like, oh, my God, your ACL is weak, and it's going to tear it just happens when there's an abrupt movement or an abrupt shift uh, in body weight that causes that thing to tear. Now, when it tears because you've been chasing me or I've been chasing you, you know, for me to fall because I'm in anguish or in pain and you to come over to me and to help me get up off the field and be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I shook you like that. And, you know, and you, you know, you don't even know my thing is ripped yet, but you know I'm in some pain, but you're apologizing, you're apologizing. And I'm like, it's okay, man, I'm good, I'm good. Just help me get off the field. You telling me you're sorry did not repair the tear. Ooh, that rhymed. My God, that just came up out of my spirit. <laughs> you know, it did not repair the tear. So now that you said, I'm sorry, now it's on me to start doing the work necessary to get myself into a recovery mode and to get myself back up on my own feet again. So with an ACL, surgery is necessary to prepare to, to repair the tear. Surgery has to be done if you're going to repair an ACL. It does not just come back together, you know, miraculously and, you know, you're healed. You know, no, you have to have surgery. And then after surgery, PT is necessary. Physical therapy is necessary for your recovery. So we see that post-recovery is, is not just about having the surgery. It is about working this thing to get it back to a healthy or um, I won't even say normal, but a healthy and strong functioning manner. A lot of athletes, thank God, they are able to return to sports after some time and to get back to business. But then there is, there's another percentage of athletes that they don't get to go back to playing the sport they were playing. Why? Because the, the damage was so severe that even after the repair, the capacity or the load has changed and they can no longer run like they used to run. So now let's put this in the I'm sorry. Let's, let's get back to the I'm sorry. Just because of the just because you were apologized to, it does not. And people, listen, offenders, we, we all are offenders too. We need to understand that just because we apologize does not mean that that person's ACL is going to heal. Okay. It does not mean that they, they, everything should be okay. And we need to just, you know, forget about it and let's move on and let's shift on. No, there, there's an entire process that the injured have to walk through in order to have their own state of recovery. And we have to be cognizant of that and stop being so shallow when it comes to the I'm sorry. So there may need to be some therapy. But it doesn't mean that, 
you know, they're out of the game. It just means that based on the therapy I have and based on the, the, the severity of the injury, that's what would determine how much I can get into the game. You know, we all can play again, uh, but <laughs> we may need to bowl next time and not, you know, try to run a football. I'm just saying. I'm actually a basketball girl. Why did I use football? I should have used basketball. I was supposed to use basketball. Sheesh, I think I was thinking about my kids too much. All right, so so that's the first thing. Sorry does not repair the damage. I hope that analogy helped. And if you hate sports, I'm very sorry. I probably just confused you. But it does not repair the damage. It only opens the door to healing. Here's the second point leading right off of that. Damage alters emotional capacity. Remember I said, you, you know, you, you get the recovery, you get the surgery, you start recovering, but the load may not, be able to, may not be the same. You may not be able to play the way you used to play. Why? Because damage alters your capacity. When it comes to emotional injury, damage alters your emotional capacity. So trying to resume doing the same things that you were doing before, this actually compromises you, and now you're injury prone, actually. So you may have to give up the dream of doing what you did because I'm so limited in this area now. Let's take it into a personally relating situation. You know, after the damage, if you've, if you've hurt me, you've injured me emotionally. Don't think that because I've, I've recovered, quote unquote, that I'm going to be able to be in the same space with you again. That may have to shift. And we have to be careful, even as offenders, that we're not so easy to say, oh, oh why can't they just move on? Jeez, you know, get over it. it. It happened. Get over it. No, let's respect the process and understand that every individual that has been damaged has to do what's healthy for them. What that looks like is going to vary from person to person. But remember, if you ever injure something on your physical body, there's an innate part of you that wants to protect it even after it's healed. So in other words, if I've, you know, have you ever stubbed a toe and then that toe became an attraction to every piece of furniture that you walk by? You start guarding that toe after you've hit it a couple of times. And I am talking, to, I'm talking from experience, like present day experience. I hurt my toe the other day. And my God, it just seems like it keeps getting itself knocked up by some other piece of furniture, you know? And it's it and now I find myself as I'm walking by things, I kind of pull that toe in a little bit, like, whoa, you know, it's it's instinctive. I'm not even trying to do it. It's just like, mm-mm, does this thing hurt? <laughs> when I say it hurts, you ever have pain so bad that you just get silent and try to gather your thoughts and you know, think like, am I still alive at this moment? Because I am, I think I'm blacking out. Am I fainting? Oh my God. And it was that kind of pain guys, like excruciating. So you, we naturally try to protect things that have been injured before. Our heart is not any different. So when your heart gets broken, you get wounded, you get emotionally jacked. You're going to try to protect yourself. It's an innate thing that we do, and we have to respect that in each other. We have to respect that capacities may shift because of this injury. I know I said I'm sorry, but I also have to know that after this person heals, we may not be in the same space again, and I have to be okay with that. Why? Because they have to do what's healthy for them. I thought about, let's go back to the sports just a little bit. I'm sorry, sports haters, but let's go back to the sports just a little bit. 
if that person recovers from the ACL tear, tear, right? They get out, they did the therapy, and the doctor says, okay, great, you can walk. You're walking normally, but what I need you to stay away from is hard running and cuts, you know, or like, you know, when you're, when you kind of run and abruptly stop and shift and run another way, like you can't run like that anymore. You're going to have to be mindful. You can walk, you can even power walk, but do not put that other pressure on your knee. You know, that's the same thing that happens to us emotionally. We're healed. We're, we're, we're better. We're over that. But because my capacity has shifted, I can walk with you, but I just may not be able to run with you this time. And we have to be okay with that. I know, take a breath, and I did not give y'all a chance to breathe between one and two, but I'm going to give you a chance to breathe as we bring it on in for the home run. Okay, so go ahead and breathe in your nose, out your mouth. There we go. All right. Y'all good now? Okay, good, good, good. Because this one, this is, I'm about to slam, I'm about to hit a Babe Ruth home run. Here's the third and last thing I want to share with you about I'm sorry. Recovery depends on each individual, right? That sounds very simplistic, right? But this is very deep. It depends on every individual. Why? Because every individual has their own way of navigating through pain. Every individual has their own way of understanding pain. Every individual has their own way of storing pain. So we have to be mindful of that and be understanding while someone is in recovery mode. So if I've injured, let's just say I injured my best friend. I said, I'm sorry, but I, you know, she's injured. I can't get mad at her because she's on silent for the next, you know, two days. She's processing her pain. She's trying to deal with this thing. She's trying to figure out how to store what has just happened. And I have to be understanding of her process just because I may have bounce back the next day, that does not mean that, you know, she should bounce back the next day. And we place that demand on people all the time. And it's not fair. Why? Because each individual has their own recovery time. Every damage that happens in our lives requires two things, time and space. Time and space. Now, now the length of time and the, and the amount of space, that's going to vary uh, depending on you and depending on the situation. You know, that the collaboration between the two will create how much time and how much space you need. So, you know, if you don't call me today and I get offended by that, I may not need a lot of time and space to deal with that. You know, it'd be a matter of me just saying, hey, you didn't call me and it bothered me and, you know, we fix it. But then there are certain situations when you're in, especially when you're in close relationship with people that you need time and space to heal and to process what the the damage that. And hey, and to ask, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. Like you want to not access the uh, assess, assess. That's the word. Yay, yay, yay. We, we like, we have to take time to assess the damage. Like what actually has happened to my heart? What am I feeling? How, because you don't want to just kind of brush it over. And then you find out later that, oh my God, it, it was deeper than that. I didn't know I was even hurting from that. I didn't even know those feelings were in there. 
Take the time you need to heal. Take the time you need to assess these damages and to to evaluate what you need to do to make sure that you are being you are you are operating in a healing mode for yourself. Do not allow people to put pressure on you to heal in their time and in their space. I don't care what they feel about you taking the time and you making space for your healing. It's all about your, what's Coach Renee's favorite word? Safety. It's all about your safety. You need the space. You need the time. Take it. So when someone, now, now this should free you from guilt. Because in our minds, sometimes you're thinking, dang, they did say I was sorry. They were sorry. They did apologize. Oh, maybe I'm doing the most. Maybe I'm making too much of this. Maybe it's, oh, come on. Come on, Renee, tighten up. They did apologize. Let it go, girl. Move on. No, that is not being fair to yourself. That's not being fair to me. If I'm injured, give me time to see what's going on. Why do you think, you know, when people get injured on a field or, or even in a car accident, they tell you, don't move them. Don't move them. Wait until, you know, paramedics get here. Unless you're just like right in the midst of fire or something explosive. Most times they don't want you to move them. Why? Because let us assess what's going on. We need to put them on this. Uh, I don't even know what that bed is called when they pick them up. But we need to put them on that, the stretcher. And, and let me isolate. They isolate the neck. They isolate the arms. Why? Because we need you to just be still until we analyze you and figure out what's going on in your body. This is why it's the same way emotionally. Why do we try to just get up and start running again when we've been emotionally damaged? Take the time, lay on the stretcher, let, let your heart do some exploration and figure out what's ailing you, what's hurting you, what was injured, what was broken, what was scraped, what was scratched, you know, what was deep, what was, what was surface. You have to take the time. This is what healing does. Healing time says, I do all of this. And then even after that's done, I still make the decision of what is healthy for me in that uh, to be involved with that individual that injured me uh, to what extent I want need to be with that individual. It doesn't matter what people are saying to you. That's the problem. We take too many people's opinions and, you know, we're trying to get over it based on the general population's uh, understanding of I'm sorry. I don't, you don't have to subject yourself to that any longer. If you were injured, apologies are great. But sometimes they are just not enough. Telling me you're sorry, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for apologizing. But I am sorry, sis. I'm sorry, bruh. Sorry is just not enough. I hope that this has created a guilt-free conscience for you so that now you can literally give your time, yourself the time and the space that you need to heal. Don't rush to get back into the game again, because guess what? The game for your life may have changed. I'm excited. I'm with you on this journey. And I just hope that you just keep tuning in. That is all. I'm going to wrap it today. I, you know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I just tickled me on that. 
you know, we use it loosely, right? But now we have a deeper understanding about when we say that. But I am sorry that I have to end today. I, I enjoy talking with you guys and I'm just enjoying this. And I hope you all are, all are too. Please stay safe out there. Do what you're supposed to do. Wash those hands. Put those masks on. I don't care if you believe if it's an infringement on your your uh, freedom or not uh give us us all free and put your mask on you know so we can protect each other and let's just be mindful of our social distancing because this COVID-19 is not playing with the world um but especially the U.S. of A. So we want to make sure that we're doing what's necessary for our protection and our safety. And while you are quarantining, for some of you, use some time to go ahead and binge on these podcasts, Coach My World. Uh, They're great binging partners, and I promise to keep you laughing, uh, keep you thinking, and to help you as you are changing. Catch me next time for the next episode. It promises to be exciting. I won't tell you what it is, but if you if you subscribe, you'll get the notification. I'll see you guys next time. Have an amazing one. Bye. Renee, Renee, Renee.